Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thoughts. Independent life. This is Chad Benson. The House is all but certain to impeach on Wednesday. The Judiciary Committee releasing their 658-page report saying President Trump has realized the framers' worst nightmare and warning he is engaged in a pattern of misconduct that will continue if left unchecked. In the Senate, both sides are already fighting over the trial to come. Republicans promising, quote, total coordination with the president. Ah! So we got that going. So they're probably going to start debating, what, tomorrow? They're going to vote on Wednesday. And and there's supposed to be a debate on Thursday, but that's probably not going to happen in because of uh, a cafeteria walkout. Yeah. So there's a walkout, and they refuse to cross the picket lines. This is already... This this is the second time they've moved this thing. I don't think there'll be a third one. So uh, this is pretty much all we're going to have. With that being said, this is going to be interesting to say the least. You've already got Chuck Schumer's out there. He's upset, you know, saying, oh, my God, I can't believe all this stuff is going on. Remember, in the House, Republicans basically had no control whatsoever. In the Senate, it flips, and the control is now shifted from the Democrats to the Republicans, and McConnell's not very happy about this, and he's, he's sounding off about it. But hey, look, this is what it is. The two leaders are going to sit down and try to work together here, but ultimately in the Senate, the ball is largely in McConnell's court, and he has made it clear he plans to be in lockstep with the White House. Which is upsetting. Oh, they're, they're engaged in a cover-up. This, we're supposed to be impartial. You're not impartial. You're not. None of this is impartial. None of it is. Could you imagine a jury that spoke about the trial they're going to be on all the time? Right? Spoke about the defendant on numerous occasions. Some talking about how great he is and how this is stupid. Others talking about how he needs to go and he's committed a crime. This is not, the reality is, this is anything but impartial. That's just the reality of it. And they can come out and say all they want. This is not political. We should not be looking at those things. This is the defense of our democracy. Do we stay a democratic republic or do we turn into a, a tyranny? Stop with your tyranny. It's a bunch of baloney. Get over yourself. I'm so sick of everybody. Before Trump, there was Obama. What was Obama going to do? He's taking away everybody's guns, taking away everybody's religion, right? It's going to be Sharia law, the insanity of stuff I heard. Same thing here. We're living in tyranny. This is it. I saw people over the weekend. This is it. I mean, if he gets four more years, it won't be in America. It's like, shut up. Enough with that. This is what it is. It's politics. That's it. And there is nothing impartial about this. When you get to this point where we are, this is exactly what it is. It's not guilt or innocent based on a crime or no crime. It's guilt or innocent based on politics and whether or not you get to keep your job. It has some similarities to a criminal trial, but it has some differences as well. The framers understood that impeachment, particularly the impeachment of a president, is inherently a political exercise. Uh, Senators are not required, like jurors in a criminal trial, to be sequestered, not to talk to anyone, not to coordinate. There's no prohibition. No. So it's, it's, it's completely different. It is political. It's absolutely political. The reality is, is you being a juror, 
on a trial based on your guilt or innocence vote on a regular trial, that's not going to have anything to do with your job, right? Like nobody's coming to say, well, you know what? He voted guilty or she voted guilty, so he's got to go. Or because you voted this way, we're going to let you stay. No. And that's what we have here. We've got a, a world of politics and the people, that being us, we push politics onto them and we threaten them and we let them know where you, where we stand in this. And because of that, you're going to react the way that we want you to react. Otherwise, you may be either primaried or you'll be out. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter you could tweet us. Speaking of politics, oh man, this is uh, feels political. Uber says they're leaving Sky Harbor Airport if the Phoenix City Council doesn't change their vote to increase rideshare fees for pickups and drop-offs at the airport. The rideshare giant sent a letter to the Phoenix Aviation Department director on Friday saying they'd finalize their decision after the scheduled revote on Wednesday. This comes after the rideshare company Lyft threatened to back out of the airport last month as well. If the decision isn't overturned, the fee is set to go into effect starting in January. They got rid, like, they got sick and tired of it in in Austin, and they just pulled out altogether. And that caused a lot of places, people that were coming there for conferences to say, we don't want to be here because people like it. That's just it. We like it. I like it. You like it. Trust me, I've taken a cab from here to the airport, and I've taken Uber. Let me tell you, it's half the price. You really think it's half the price? It was. I don't, I don't find it to be that much cheaper. Yeah, it was. It was. And it depends also are you where, where you are in the city. It also depends on what city you're in. But yeah, it is much cheaper. It is much cheaper. And I and I, again, I it's frustrating. And I still want to know what you're doing with the money. Because you tell me all these things. We're going to expand the areas where people can go for these things. Or I want to know where you're really what you're going to really do and who's holding your feet to the fire that's the other thing they say they're going to do a lot of stuff but is their feet really going to be held to the fire and is anybody going to remember this i think they want to you know if you go to most airports around the country at large cities they do have options like the sky train and things like that and when i go to other cities i utilize those kinds of services yeah so it's not completely wrong to say that you want that it may not be for us maybe but for out-of-town visitors they may want it. maybe i mean again and and i i want to see what you're going to do with the money this is going to happen what happens if uber pulls out what if happened lyft pulls out because let me tell you something if you're a cab driver and uber and lyft pull out you now have a monopoly Mm -hmm. and you're screwed if you're if you're a traveler and you want to go there, that's going to cost you whatever they want to charge you. And that's what it used to be. Yeah. We used to not. And now we've lost Super Shuttle. That's the only Well, Super Shuttle. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's what it used to be. And we were screwed. Then all of a sudden, Uber and Lyft came. They were a disruptor. And we're not paying that. And now there's competition. When I was last in Burbank about a month and a half ago, I look over. There's 10 taxis. All of them are sitting there. Nobody's getting in a taxi. On the the little island of mm-hmm. all the misfit toys and people waiting to get on to that was packed. Why? Because you know you're going to pay half the price that you're going to pay with that. Then the cab companies are missing the boat. Well, they have. They need to step up and figure it out, or they're going to lose their entire business. That's it. And and that's the whole point. We should have this competition, and it's not fair that they have to pay certain things that these companies don't. In saying that, why do we have to charge them? Why can't we say we're not going to charge you guys? Oh, because we need the money. Because it's about money, and I want to know what you're going to do with this and who's holding you guys accountable. 
That's very fair. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Oh, my. I'm going to bring you in in the next segment. You're going to laugh about this, too, because I did something over the weekend that, let's just say, 48-year-old men shouldn't be doing. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Ah, I can't take it anymore! Get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. Yeah, so are you texting in about the Senate trial? Somebody just texted and said, oh, I'll wait till he declares himself president for life. He's not going to do that. So it's, it's, God, it's hyperbole much? Just a bit. All right, so this weekend, I'm going to tell you guys this. So I, I went to see Jack. First of all, you don't understand this, but maybe you do. You're a bit younger. But I'm, I'm sure, Becky, you remember this. When you go and we went and played video games and, you know, you win the tickets. The, oh, the ticket yeah. counter for the prizes is like this wheel of fortune for the kids, and they could. And it takes as long to get all of their little stuff as mm-hmm. it does to buy a brand new car. Yep. So it's insane. But then he says, "Daddy," I said, "What?" He says, "I want to go to the trampoline park, rock and jump." Oh, those are fun. I said, okay, okay, okay. He says, "But I want you to bounce with me, Dad." Well, yeah, you can't do it by yourself. That's so you, a lot of. Did you do it? I did it. 48-year-old men who've never bounced. Like, I bounced when I was a kid. One person would have a trampoline, right? Nowadays, trampoline parks aren't what, you know. I mean, they have a ninja warrior, like, where you can do the ninja thing. I, first of all, inertia and lack of skills in the bouncing department, crazy. Like, I'm thinking, if, and he's like, if Alonzo was here, he would do all of these things. I'm <laughs> saying he would, but he's not. So he's yes. stuck with that. Alonzo would turn flips and all kinds of things, oh, wouldn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you love those things? Is that like the coolest thing in the world? I have fun, yeah. I, I was out I of control. Those. Like, I got to the point where, like, I thank God I'm inside because if there wasn't for the wall that will shoot me back, I could be in the parking lot at any given time. <laughs> and I got up so high at one time, I thought to myself, so this is how I'm going to go, huh? This is it. And the other thing is, and you've done this, Alonzo. Because you guys have gone there, it's a free for all. Oh yeah. So you you know you're trying to you're bouncing and you're doing stuff and here comes a little five year old. I missed a kid that I I would have took him out. Were you the only person your age bouncing? Yes. Oh. Yes, that was the other thing. Like Mm. all the other dads are sitting there like bunch of losers, (laughs) right? I'm out there and and I was going. We're playing basketball because I got the basketball hoop because everybody wants to dunk a basketball, right? But it was. It was nuts, man. I'm telling you. And uh, goodness me, the next day I was like, because I smashed my face. Because I almost, I mean, I, li- I would have wiped this kid out. I was going fast and I was up in the air and I had to like put on the brakes and I crashed. And even with the sticky socks they give you. So what's your, what's your go-to move, Alonzo? Oh, a full. It's a backflip with the 360. Oh, that would have oh been my. cool. Yeah. I, wow. I, I did a backflip into a smash. So that was pretty awesome. Hey, you still do the backflip, so yeah. I give you props yeah. I'm for not, that. I'm not, I, I can go forward and backwards. I'm not awful, but it's uh, it's hilarious, though. i got to be honest. How are you feeling today? I feel fine. You do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, okay. I play soccer every day. I'm not so, yeah. you know, but it That's is... different muscles, though, I think. Yeah, it is different muscles, but it is like the... And the other thing is they have now, they built a ninja, like the Ninja Warrior like TV show. They built one of those obstacles. Have you ever done one of those, dude? I've done like little buildings of them. It's really hard. Oh my god! I'm like, I got two seconds in. I'm like, this is going to end poorly, and that's a negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> like, I'm on this ball. It's spinning around. Ah, this is it. And here comes a concussion. 
Here it comes. Yeah, it was crazy though. But I, there, there's a certain level of like uh, certain people shouldn't be there. The one thing I did like was uh, dodgeball. They had dodgeball, so you can bounce and throw balls. And you, I could just lighten kids up. <laughs> Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station, KTAR News ninety two three FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. Politics, politics, politics. About to get expensive. We're going to break it down from top to bottom. What's going on in Arizona? Joining in studio, Mike Noble, chief pollster at OH Predictive Insights. First and foremost, you were just telling me you were out in Vegas. You were talking about a lot of stuff. The amount of money we're about ready to spend here nationwide, not just counting Arizona, is insane when it comes to the political world. Oh, absolutely. We actually saw a taste of it last time here in the 2018 midterm elections where Arizona was home to one of the two most fought over states for U.S. Senate, which was Nevada and Arizona. And it was actually a record breaking spend here in Arizona with roughly about 120 or so traditional broadcast spend. So fourth most expensive federal race in the country. And we're seeing that uh, again, but actually at probably even a higher level than before. Yeah, because let's first let's touch on what's going on. McSally and Kelly, money's pouring in here. The Republicans look at they, they saw McSally lose to Kirsten. They see this as a must-have and a can-have if they try hard enough and they pour enough money into it. How much money do you think is going to pour in here? Oh, I would say that probably at least uh, over well over $100 million. But to put it in perspective is that uh, the last Senate race was the most expensive in Arizona's history. However, we're uh, at the same point in time uh, back in October when Jeff Flake announced his retirement. Uh, actually, the, the other folks are in. They've already raised $22 million between Kelly and McSally. So they already have a $22 million head start compared to where uh, the McSally and Cinema race was a few years ago. Mike, uh, Mike Nobles here, Chief Pollster, OH Predictive Insight. So let's take a look at this. The polls are back and forth. Kelly seemed to have a really nice lead. That's kind of given back a little bit. And again, it's early days. Uh, how are you guys feeling on this when you guys look around out there? It, it was interesting is that we've been tracking. We've actually been doing quarterly polling on this contest. And it's actually since uh, Kelly entered the race, he's been gaining ground on McSally up until this late latest poll that we ran. And currently, Kelly's up by three points, 47 to 44. However, it's basically statistically tied. So it's an incredibly close race. But I, I think it was interesting that the first bump or increase for uh, McSally has happened during this uh, the impeachment yeah. talks. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be interesting. That sound like again. It's one of those weird things because she was very close to Trump. Trump came out here when she was running against Cinema. Mm-hmm. She did all these things, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays the impeachment thing plays because depending on what polls. And again, one of the things we always talk about when it comes to polls is you can skew your poll any way. You, a lot of it's how you ask the question. You know that Good. better than anybody else. Uh, do you think that's going to help her though? Just across the board, that that, that her standing up for Trump is going to help her because you know which way she's voting. Well, correct, and so she's tethered to. Trump. And one interesting thing, we so we did a poll uh, about a month ago among 900 registered voters, representative uh, of that population about a month ago. And it was interesting that when you looked at uh, voters that overall uh, independents were uh, not very favorable of Trump's job approval, about minus 14. However, when you talked about should the president be impeached and removed, actually independents swung the other way. There are seven points against impeachment and removal. Because again, impeachment is a very uh, charge. I mean, it's a pretty serious accusation. 
organization. And so, uh, again, with the kind of show you're seeing in Washington, I think at least here specifically in Arizona, you're starting to see it kind of backfire with one of the very important groups because the two parties so polarized those all-important independents. It's working against the Democrats' favor and benefiting McSally right now. I've been here for two years. Uh, I love Arizona. One of the things I've said, though, being here is we're becoming more purple and I don't think people realize that. Uh, I think, well, no, 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 we're, we're still Arizona. We're, no, we're becoming more purple. And, and you're, we're seeing that. I, I've read your reports you guys have had out. We are becoming purple. Yeah, I would say that, you know, Arizona, we're kind of a, a victim of our own success of creating, a, you know, a lot of jobs with a lot of people coming here because of the great climate and the great uh, uh, place to live and raise a family. And it's interesting is that, you know, they talk about purple. I would actually classify Arizona as magenta. So uh, A little so, bit you know, redder than purple, but cor- still. Oh, 100%. We're center right state at the the end of the day and i think that uh but we're know, not dead red anymore uh, no absolutely not and so you know the last democrat to carry arizona uh in the presidential contest was over two decades ago by a man named bill clinton i mean oh man then, that was fun oh, yeah arizona's right. fun you've been to ask you see those girls oh yeah your uh, impressions vote for one me of the best i've heard uh and it's interesting that you know we, we see here in the grand canyon state of how it's changing but remember we're, we're the home of barry goldwater jr maverick john mccain and when you look at it is that yes i'd say we're more center Right. And the biggest issue or concerns is really the problem is in the suburbs of Maricopa County. Yeah. Talking to Mike Noble, chief uh, pollster of OH Predictive Insight. You know, one of the things is people are moving in here. A lot of people are moving here in California. And I and I saw this in, in, in somebody's running in Idaho for mayor. And the person is running is I'll make sure that we build a wall around California so the Californians can't come here. <laughs> and. And people across the country are getting frustrated because, you know, they're moving to reddish states with low taxes. And what are they bringing? They're bringing their politics. And the reason they left those states more often than not is because of their politics. And that is that's an interesting thing. Are you see where are you seeing most of the influx coming in from? Well, you're seeing the influx is that, you know, obviously from California or for some of the coastal states. However, you also see uh, almost about the same uh, influx that we're seeing from the Midwest. Like for myself, for example, I'm actually from uh, Wisconsin is where I hail from. And so we're interesting that, you know, we're, Arizona's uh, is, is was the 40th state to join the union. We're just barely over 100 years old. But a recent study came out that Maricopa County was the fastest growing county in the country over the population of 1 million. And then under 1 million, the fastest growing county was Pinal County. Yeah. Right now. So it's just really fascinating that Arizona, we're growing so fast. But also, again, I'd say we're still absolutely a center right state. But again, depending on where the folks are messaging, whether it's marijuana legalization to you name it, uh, you know, again, depending on where the that class will. Where are, are we with marijuana legalization? It, we actually just put out new polling on it actually this morning, and uh, it actually it really hasn't changed. It's it's about fifty two percent in support of it, with forty one no. It was interesting. Everyone said that marijuana is going to pass roughly three years ago when it was on the ballot. We were the only ones that said it'll be close and wouldn't pass, and it failed by two and a half points. And so uh, it's likely that it'll be on the ballot again this year, but there really hasn't been any no campaign started up against it. So, But when your support's sitting at about 52%, it's typically not where you want to start with a ballot initiative. You yeah. typically want to start in the 60s because your number only drops once yeah. you start. And so it's going to be interesting to see but, uh, if that no side really formulates right now uh, against it because you saw there was about $5 million spent again last time it was on the ballot. That's nothing to smoke out about. You know what I'm saying? 323 <laughs> <laughs> at Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. Mike Noble's here. He's going to stick around. We're going to do another segment. We're going to talk about Trump. Trump, Trumpity, Trump, 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 and what he looks like in this state, and Buttigieg, and Biden, and everybody else. It's the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. Arizona. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Chad Benson loves lemonade. No wonder his show is two parts tart to one part sweet. Time for a refill. Cheers. Mike Noble's joining me. Chad Benson here. Chief pollster of OH Predictive Insights. We've talked about the money pouring in here for the Senate. We've talked about a lot of different things. Let's look first and foremost, though, at the big one, because this is the big one. Of course, the the, the presidency is like the Olympics. People are showing up for it in ways that we've never seen before. How's Trump look, realistically? Because this is, again, it's magenta now. It used to be dead red. We're still a center-right state, so you would think Trump would carry this easy. Is there any worry? Well, yeah, I think, you know, the... The last Democrat to win Arizona was over two decades ago. We mentioned Bill Clinton. However, Trump only won Arizona by three and a half points. And so a lot has been happened since that point in time. But right now, Trump is it's funny, it's pulling against the top five Democrats. He's pulling anywhere at 45 percent, which is his floor, but his ceilings 47 percent. So uh, basically, he's right in there, but his rep- uh, support is rock solid. Who actually does uh, the best against Trump is actually Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg, uh, the mayor from South Bend, is actually the two uh, statistically tied with Trump. However, who, who's been really slipping lately is Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. And then, of course, we saw uh, we put in Bloomberg. He's seven points behind Trump right now. But who actually does abysmally the worst is actually Bernie Sanders at only a mere 34 percent, which is funny. But I could see that. Look, here's the thing. I mean, even though we're a college, you know, I mean, we got we've we've got uh, we've got ASU, we've got uh, we've got I don't know what they're called now UA or U of A Arizona, <laughs> whatever silly name they've come up with out there in Tucson. But the reality is, is we're we're somewhat collegeish, but we're not insane. And you know, he's like Santa Claus. He promises the world. I saw it today. He's like, I'm going to give you guys free lunch, free dinner, free this, free that. Kids should get free food everywhere. I'm magical. Uh, <laughs> but he doesn't. You know, he and. Uh, look, we're still a state that's very kind of Wild West, kind of feel like there's self-resilience here somewhat still. And uh, so I don't see them doing well. But Biden still surprises me because Biden is like, God, have you heard him talk? Oh, yeah. No, I, it's not any surprise, but he's been around a long time. So when you look at the, the pecking order of these candidates based on their ideology, obviously the one that's most to the left, Bernie Sanders, he's doing abysmally bad in Arizona. But when you look at ones of more perceived moderates or the safer choice, like a booty judge or a Biden, they prefer the best. And it goes back to that argument that, yeah, Arizona definitely were probably more pragmatic or more in the middle type state. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Senator Wright, uh, Mike Noble here, chief uh, pollster of OH Predictive Insight. What when you guys are out polling people, what is the thing? What is the top three things that people here in Arizona absolutely are a must? Because we can talk impeachment. Impeachment is drama. Impeachment is 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 a soap opera. That's what it is. But the reality of life is what for people? What are they talking about? Oh, when it comes to the top issues right now is that immigration still is the yeah. top issue in Arizona. The second highest issue is education. And third highest issue is health care. Yeah. Education. That's very interesting because, uh, uh, you know, we've had issues, obviously. We had Red Fred and the whole nine yards and how much of that was a political movement spurred on because I've seen it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Now it's in Kentucky and they're talking about, hey, they took these people from California to Arizona. Now they're in Kentucky trying this whole thing. Oh, yeah, uh, but we do have an issue here. What are people worried about when it comes to education? Well, in education right now, it's I think one of the sentiment among voters when we're polling is that they, they absolutely do feel that uh, something needs to be done about education and money thrown at it. However, again, what that looks like is very different. Teachers did get a pay raise recently, uh, so that kind of staved off the the education portion. But I think it's probably coming back. And the only question is, does it is it something created by uh, you know more conservative legislator, or is it uh, you know delivered by the ballot initiative, which is something much harder to 
change if it goes to fruition. So I think that's really the big difference there is, is whether or not something will be on the ballot and pushed that way, which could be uh, look very different from Arizona compared to the, let's say, the leadership putting something together. And What surprises you when you're, po- when you're polling? So you're polling all these you know, education, mm-hmm. health care, the price. Mm-hmm. What's the thing that surprises you look and you say, oh. well, that really surprises me that it comes in the top five or ten? Well, I think, well, one of the things that's most surprising is that when you look at immigration, it's almost a, a single issue uh, for Republicans. I mean, vast majority of Republicans, immigration is their issue. When you look at independents, they're almost kind of in the middle compared to where Republicans and Democrats are. They're kind of within that mean uh, between them, uh, which I think is uh, very interesting. And, of course, you have the uh, Democrats very much so, uh, you know, strong on education and then health care and then immigration as their last. So it's interesting how polarized the parties are, but the independents absolutely are kind of caught in the middle between yeah. these two. Well, that's why they're independents, right? <laughs> what, is it, what's the, like, what is the makeup here? Is Republican, conservatives, what, what are the percentage points? Because I'm very independent. I like some stuff the left does. I like some stuff the right does. I kind of do my own thing. Uh, in some things, I'm center-right. In some things, I'm a little bit center-left. But uh, you know, I've, I, I wonder here where you see certain states now, because so many states, California is a one party state mm-hmm. period case closed you go to other states it is a one-party state in fact i think it's 48 of 50 states are essentially one-party states what's our makeup here so our makeup here is interesting so like prior to the 2018 elections every statewide office was actually held by a republican and but our makeup right now is that there are more republicans than democrats uh but you know when you look at the advantage going in like let's say 2020 the the likely election what's that's going to look like is that republicans are probably going in with about a uh, republican plus five advantage uh, over there. And so, but independent still one of the fastest growing uh, groups of the major three. And so I think, uh, you know, what we're seeing here in Arizona, when you look at, uh, I like to look at it from ideology, because you look at independent voters, uh, they're not really independent. They're disaffected Democrats, disaffected Republican, single issue voters, people don't want to be with party, you name it, they're all of the board. So I like to look at it from political ideology of on this on that prism or that spectrum. And so when you look at it, I'd probably say about from lean conservative up to very conservative, there's about 50% of the likely voting electorate sits there. About 35% is in that liberal category. And then 15% are those true moderates. Right and those now. moderates usually are the ones who will have the biggest say in all of this stuff because they're the ones who are going to come out. And what kind of turnout are we looking for in 2020? What was in the last so one? So the last one, the last highest turnout in the last two decades was about 77.5%, which was back in 2008 uh, in those elections. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be around 78, maybe 80%, somewhere in there. So it'll be probably around 78 to 80% turnout. So again, a lot of people, that's why it's going to look very different here in the midterms. It typically was a much lower turnout, but we saw record turnout in our midterms. It was roughly, I think, around 60 65% or so of turnout. And I think that's what's really surprised. I don't think uh, the Republicans were really uh, probably seeing that. But now with everyone's going to be turning out, it's going to be very interesting with this deluge of money that's going to be spent here fighting over Arizona, which is currently a battleground state for the presidency, which is, uh, we've never seen that really before. No, that's crazy. Love having you on, man. Uh, he's Chief Polster at OH Predictive Insights. Mike Noble, thanks so much for stopping in studio. I appreciate it. Hey, Chad, it's a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. It is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station.